Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank, USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latinx culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latinx minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. Well, um, it's 7.54 a.m. I am standing outside of the Jamie Padron Police Substation in North Austin. Um, I got here at... 6.30, but as I was told to, I got here at 6.30, the Uber dropped me off, it was um, dark, and I called the sergeant and then the deputy sergeant, as I was told to do, and uh, they didn't answer, so I found a police officer who seemed to be testing his taser on the top of his cop car, and I asked if he knew where I went to go on a ride along, and he took me inside and he said, wait right here, and then... At 7.30, I started looking in any little window I could find in the abandoned police station waiting room. And then at 7.40, I decided I'd go outside, um, which means now I've been locked out of the police station, and uh, there are no cop cars here. So, uh, and now I'm just standing outside of the police station. Well, I'm in here now. Someone came and got me. They thought I was a Citizen Police Academy member, and so they said I got lost in the shuffle. And I'm in an evidence room. It looks like an evidence to detailed room. I said I was with the media, and the sergeant, deputy sergeant, said no one ever told her someone was coming from the media today. And uh, so I'm just... I'm just looking at all of these different types of evidence bags. For years, I've wanted more than anything to ride along with a police officer, just to see everything that happens, what the job is actually like. I'm very interested in work, what people do every day in their jobs. And so I was so happy to finally be at a police station in Austin, Texas. They told me I could see everything that happened in that car during an entire shift, 6.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. A patrol sergeant came and got me, introduced me to Officer Edward Ruff, and we started our day. I'm Phoebe Judge. This is Criminal. 
think that many police officers are wary of speaking with reporters and press? Yes. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't a police officer. I wouldn't, I mean, it's just something I would not seek after to to, to want to be on some kind of uh, media format. I think that's just based on the individual. There's some guys that love uh, social media and talking and all that kind of stuff. I'm a quiet guy. I don't really like, I don't really, you know, I don't really do all that. And here I am. And here I'm in, in this car with you, this big <laughs> yeah. microphone. Don't get me wrong. I'm sociable. You know, I, I don't mind conversating with anybody, but um, it's just, uh, it can be a very uncomfortable feeling uh, with, with a microphone. You know, you don't want to be misunderstood and all that kind of stuff. So, Do you ever talk to the, to, to try to reassure someone who you have in the back of the car you've had to arrest? Or do you not really talk? I, I tend to talk to them because I'm, uh, 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 you know, because I'm black and uh, unfortunately some of the people that we arrest are black. Um, I can, and I'm older. So I have a tendency of talking to them. And it, a lot of times it brings them down. They calm down. They don't, they're not as scared, v- scared and, 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 and prone to anger and violence. Uh, when they see somebody that's talking to them in a uh, in a manner which is very conversational, I say, hey, man, you know, just relax. Everything's cool. You know, I'll let you get a phone call when you get to the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And just trying to reassure him that, listen, this is nothing personal. He don't want to go to jail, of course, but it's nothing personal. And, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Officer Ruff has been with the Austin Police Department for 10 years. He joined the department after retiring from the Army, where he served for 24 years. He's not from Texas, but Beloit, Wisconsin. He moved down when he was stationed at Fort Hood. He patrols an area in North Austin. And while the computer in his patrol car had a virtual map showing him exactly where to go, he didn't look at it much. He knew his way around. I'm 10-8 and now 75. Incident assigned. All right, so... We're getting ready to go to a call. What is yeah, the campaign office? The campaign office, there's a threatening note, a pig's head, at the Beto O'Rourke office. Yeah, let's, let's jump on that and see what that's about. We made our way to the campaign office of Democratic Senate candidate Beto O'Rourke. He's running against the incumbent Republican, former presidential candidate Ted Cruz. A person seen, advise. FBI was out earlier this morning for other threats. Wow. Let's check it out. This is a controversial Senate race that you know, Cruz and Beto O'Rourke. Yes, yes. I, um, I'm not a big politician guy, so I don't really mm-hmm. follow that too. I, I, you know, obviously he's had a lot of commercials out uh, campaigning for the, his election, so I know there's something going on, but... Uh, Interesting. We'll have to check that out. Ready? Yep. Severed pig's head. I think originally it was on. There were already two officers in front of the office. We met with a staffer out front. The pig's head was found on a stake in front of the office with a note that read, 
down with imperialist pigs. Elections, no. Revolution, yes. Honestly, no one working there seemed too concerned. One high-level staffer just continued talking on his phone. When an officer went over to get his attention, he put his finger up. Just one minute, please. The officers made notes. The pig's head was cleaned up, and we got back in the car. Don't ever, don't say it's don't ever say it's slow right now because if you say it, then you're jinxing yourself and it's gonna it's gonna blow up and everything's gonna you know. Um, but for the most part, I'm say, I'm saying it because it's almost eleven o'clock. People are gonna start waking up, all that kind of stuff. So that's that's why I'm saying it. Are you a superstitious cop? No, 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 not. I've, I've never really been a superstitious person. Not me. You? I think I'd like to be more superstitious than I am. I think I it's, I think it's kind of... Well, I don't know. I think it's kind of fun to have... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm too practical to be... I think that's our Midwest, you know, <laughs> eh, whatever, you know. We'll deal with it. New waiting incident. It was now 11.31... We were headed to a probation office to pick up someone who had violated their parole. Okay. So, she just put out over the radio that, uh... That the guy that we're going to pick up is supposed to be armed and dangerous. Uh, that's one of the cautions he has on his uh, his, history. So we take that into account, um... when When we have to approach him and things like that. I just got the light. I'm heading uh, northbound on camera from 183. So, um, did you hear that over the radio? No, he's, he's waiting for you. He's going to wait for me till I get there. Uh, apparently, this guy is. Um, a little upset already, so we want to go in there together and um, and deal with this, as opposed to him just going in there by himself. Because you're taking him to jail. Because he's going to be taken to jail. I'm not going to take him. Personally. But but he, yes. that's what's going to happen. Well, I don't know if he knows that or that that is what is. That's what's going to happen. That's definitely what's going to happen. I guess I'd be upset, too. I would, too. Yeah. Oh, we can come in. She's with us. And, uh, you ready to go ahead and detain She's him? She's bringing him in. He doesn't, not to see us. And then he's gonna be in a room and we'll go get him. She's gonna bring him in here? No, no in another room. And, and we'll go in another room and just... Scoot him up, put him in cuffs. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, just go behind him and okay, let's go. each grab an arm and just... Yep. Let's do it. The man didn't put up any fight. He looked tired. He was a tiny skinny man, maybe in his 60s, with a baseball hat on. He was put into the other officer's car. They checked 
to make sure his handcuffs didn't hurt him. He asked us to tell his friend, waiting for him in the parking lot, that he wouldn't need a ride home. Next, at 12.17, someone called about a naked man who was yelling. Typically, when somebody... When somebody takes off their clothes, uh, that could indicate that somebody is um, uh, on uh, PCP because their body gets hot and they, they, they tend to strip off their clothes. And it's a, a very, uh, that's a very serious situation because people on PCP tend to, uh, are, they don't feel a lot of pain. So, and they're incoherent. They don't understand directions and stuff like that. So, it'll be interesting how this, how Your that, how that call has been is. updated. Your incident has been updated. And that's where we're on our way now. That's where we're on our way. What, what, what have you learned? What is happening? So far on this call? Yeah. That... Loud yelling in background, subject is a black male complaining of having issues speaking. Um, has been updated. All right, they said the subject left on foot, walking towards St. John's. Looks like they are coming this way, so. We eventually found the man, who had his clothes back on now, walking down an alley. Officer Ruff and another patrol car stopped him, kind of trapping him in a V-shape with the two cars. The man sat down on the curb. He seemed completely out of it, but kept refusing help. He was able to name the city we were in and the date. EMS showed up, but he refused any help. So there wasn't much more to do. He hadn't committed any crime. He was not in any apparent medical danger. They're taking care of that. We got an animal service call. Let's see. Dog run around and scratch are trying to bite. Small brown dog has not actually bitten anyone yet. Complaint does, doesn't need contact. All right, that is a... All right, we'll take care of that one. Now, what is this? Someone had called 911 to complain that a loose chihuahua was running after people and trying to bite them. Okay, what that means. So now we're going to find the dog. We're going to find the dog. So... Well, no one could ever say it's a boring day. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, every day is different. You know, some calls a little bit more, uh, uh, the level of stress, or not stress, but concern is more than that. Your, some of your typical calls. So we are at 3405. So this is the area where that dog was seen. Supposed to be a little brown dog. And the person that called it, I think, came from 3405. There's 3404. You seen the dog? That way? What kind of dog, man? Huh? What kind of dog? I didn't hear that very well. What kind of dog? It's a small little chihuahua. He's laying down over there. He's laying he down? To, huh? He's laying down? Yeah. They used to belong to the neighbors that lived over here, uh -huh. but they left, and okay. they left them there. And we feed them. And, Will know. he let you put a, a leash on him? Yeah. 
I'm gonna give you a leash, and then you do it for me, because he's not used to me. All right. Go ahead. Chihuahua doesn't seem that scary. I'm the worst one sometimes. <laughs> this one seems pretty calm. Oh, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to code four, which lets everybody know I'm good. Um, so if you can push that green button for me. This one. Yep. There you go. And then I'm going to call Animal Control to come out to our location, and they will come pick up the dog. Officer Ruff put the Chihuahua in the back seat, and we waited for Animal Control. It took 30 minutes. Once you're assigned to a call, you have to stay, no matter how long it takes. I mean, I guess there's no way you'd respond to another incident right now with a dog. We're out of commission. Get the dog secured. Can you start uh, animal control? So this is where it's a bunch of hurry up and wait. We sat there and talked about Wisconsin, where his family still lives, and his children. They kept texting throughout the day, group chats about dinner tonight and job applications and football games. He didn't answer most of them, but I would see them come in while he was typing on his computer or on the radio. By this point, it was one o'clock, and I was starving, but I certainly wasn't going to say anything. Finally, an animal control officer showed up. Come here, Bob-Bob. Come here. Come here, little one. You want to pick him up? We'll scan around his body. The animal control officer was trying to figure out if the dog was microchipped when the dog snapped. Would work for it. That one. Okay, well. <laughs> you need a dog? <laughs> no, not after I said that. Just confirmed all my thoughts about. Wow, oh my God, that I was, was like, a quick little. Do I want? Woof. I, I don't know if I want a dog anymore. Boy, he scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Fourteen-year-old female is conscious and breathing. Fourteen. Yeah, we're gonna go to that. Let's see what's going on here. So let's clear this call. And then uh incident assigned. Fifty-nine oh eight. So you just know that there's a fourteen-year-old who took pills. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Why wouldn't they stop? Some of these, uh... Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't far from the middle school. And for the first time all day, Officer Ruff put on his lights and sirens. I'd always thought that when an officer is responding to any call, they have their lights on. That's not the case. It's actually a very strict procedure for when you use lights, when you use sirens. You can get in a lot of trouble for using them when you're not supposed to. We were the first to show up. We parked in front of the main entrance. A hundred kids were playing out in the yard, soccer running around. 
I stayed in the car for this one. 35 minutes later, Officer Ruff came back out. He said the girl was going to be okay. She'd taken too many Tylenol, but he didn't think it was a suicide attempt. Her mother had arrived and would take her to the doctor. A lot of calls were starting to pile up that needed attention. Officer Ruff checked them on his computer in his car. It seemed like they were all priorities. Where are we headed now? We are headed to that trespass urgent at the Hampton Inn. It's a hotel located uh, not too far from here. What does that mean, trespass urgent? Trespass urgent is when a subject, male or female, is at a facility and they want them to leave and they refuse to leave. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Do you think that people are scared of you, of police officers? Um, scared? I think some, some, uh, I think some are. Um, I don't think scared in the sense of, you know, fear like a, you know, like a monster or anything like that, but more, there's a, a, a natural fear, like, you know, what did I do wrong, and am I going to go to jail? Um, and, of course, what's been going on in the, throughout the country with the shootings and stuff like that, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of mothers and fathers are concerned about their, their kids, so they're, they're kind of hypervigilant about that, and, so there's, yeah, I think there's a segment of society that probably is probably scared of, you know, what could happen under certain situations. But How has that impacted you uh, as a, a police officer just in your day-to-day life? Um, well, I'm a father, and uh, I have kids, and, um, you know, I try to teach them what to do when encountered by a police officer uh, so that, you know, so I, there's a, you know, I, I think any parent, um, I'm not fearful, of course, but, you know, there's a there's a concern that when you have uh, your child is pulled over and I, I just teach them that what to do to make sure that the turnout is safe. And you teach them that even as a police officer yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I say, you know, when when you when you get stopped, uh, you know, keep your hands where they can see them. You know, make it where um, the the encounter is not one where somebody is nervous because you're doing a bunch of you know reaching around and stuff like that. Just wait until the officer tells you to do something, and then. Do, do exactly what the officer tells you. Are you worried? Are, are you are you worried about it 
do I worry about my own personal kids? Yeah. Uh, just a, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't worry about it, but, um, I, uh, you know, I address it. So, no, I don't worry about it. I feel for, pretty, pretty secure that, uh, if they're encountered by the police, they know what to do. Two cop cars is not what I want to see when I'm checking into my <laughs> hotel with my family. I would agree with that. Can I bring this? Yes. Yes. Hello. Hi. I'll be right with you. Okay. When we got to the Hampton Inn for the trespass urgent call, the woman at the front desk asked us to wait a minute while she finished helping someone with a question about the coffee maker in his room. All day, I was surprised how nonchalant so many people were about the police. The hotel manager came out and told us that a homeless man was camping under the hotel sign. He said the man had been there for a while, that it wasn't his first time, and he wanted him to move on. I messed up my knee, I'm in pain. I, I already have a CTA. Because this particular man had been formally warned about trespassing on this property before. He was going to be arrested. So now this guy's on top of the front of the hood of the car, being searched. And before he goes to jail. He doesn't look very good. He looks really weak. They're checking all of his pockets now. He has six dollars. Now he's getting in the car. It was the first time all day that someone had been in the back seat of the car. Where do we go now? Now we go to the county jail, which is downtown. 3.15, so you're, at this point, you know you'll work later then? Yes, yes. It just comes with the job. I don't want to one. No waiting incident. 95 criminal trespass in route to Travis County. And uh, confirming the warrants for me. New message. Is there, so all people who've been arrested go to the county jail? Mm-hmm, yep. Travis County Jail. I wasn't allowed to record or even bring my phone in. Officer Ruff even had to leave his phone and his gun and pepper spray in the car before he brought the man in. You enter into a big open room. There were no jail bars. And after the man had been searched and put into a jail uniform, Officer Ruff took him back to the nurse's station. I was left to watch what was going on all around me. 
most of the people there seemed quiet. They would be called one by one to have their photo taken and be fingerprinted. There was a payphone in the middle of the room. It was cold, and a lot of people pulled their arms inside their uniforms to stay warm. A woman was brought in. She was yelling. I wasn't sure if she was drunk. She kept saying it was all a conspiracy. They kept her in handcuffs. Finally, Officer Ruff emerged with a man. He put his street clothes back on. I didn't know what was going on or why the guy wasn't in his uniform anymore. Officer Ruff motioned to me that it was time to go. What happened? He, um, when he was assessed by the nurse, uh, he had some lung problems. And um, so if the nurse feels that it's more than they can handle at the jail, then we'll, he'll send him, we'll send him to the hospital, let them check him out, and then he can come back after he's been seen by the, the hospital. So, What does that mean for you? That means um, the, time sp- the time that would have been spent here booking and the arrest review will be extended out because now I have to transport him to the hospital from the wait while he's being seen and then transport him back to the, to the jail to get rebooked, seen by the nurse again, and then go to the arrest review and all that. So it, 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 it prolongs the time that uh, this is going to take. So. I couldn't bring my microphone into the hospital either. We parked in the ambulance bay and walked through the emergency room. The man's handcuffs were back on. His nose was running, but he couldn't wipe it because of the handcuffs. Officer Ruff helped him take his shirt off and put on the hospital gown. And then the three of us waited for the doctor. At 7 p.m., I left. I had to go back to North Carolina. I asked Officer Ruff how long he'd stay, and he said he didn't know, as long as it took. A lot of his work is waiting, and he's good at it. He's patient. In my 10 hours with him, we met a dozen people. And most of these people are not the ones you would see on the show Cops. This wasn't a violent or dramatic day. It was just a day. Do you ever think, you know, in some people, there are some jobs where at the end of the day, you can see what you've done. And, you know, if you're a carpenter, you see what you've built. And how this job, you never really... You, you, can, get, you can definitely be jaded in your, in your opinion about, are we doing any good here? You know, your job is to do what you do, um, take your calls. If, they supposed to, uh, if they're supposed to be arrested, then you arrest. So... Do your job. Keep it moving. Criminal is created by Lauren Spohr and me. Nadia Wilson is our senior producer. Teresa Katsarillis is our assistant producer. Audio mix by Rob Byers. Special thanks to Mary Helen Montgomery. 
Julian Alexander makes original illustrations for each episode of Criminal. You can see them at thisiscriminal.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Criminal Show. Criminal is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. We're a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX, a collection of the best podcasts around. I'm Phoebe Judge. This is Criminal. Radiotopia.